Hello, welcome to Aero Bandwidth, your source for everything you need to know about the technologies, trends, and concepts that are steering our industry today. We hope that you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please subscribe. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Aero Bandwidth. I'll be your host again today, Timur Rasik. With me, as usual, I've got my trusty sidekick, our Veeam Solutions Architect here at Aero, Benjamin McGuire. Hey Ben, how are you doing today? Hey Timur, doing great. I'm uh, yeah. really excited for this podcast and uh, looking forward to what uh, Kevin's got to say on it. Well, yeah, man, we're talking storage and backup. I'm sure you're excited. It's like your favorite topics, right? <laughs> getting there, getting there, yeah. There you go. And we got our uh, good friend from Veeam, Kevin Scott Carafa, with us. How are you doing, Kevin? Good. So glad to be here. Uh, one of my favorite topics. Uh, very blessed and thankful to uh, be part of this industry of never attached storage, kind of in its infancy and still riding the wave. Very cool. Thanks for joining us. So as uh, Kevin just alluded to, we're going to be talking about NAS storage, network attached storage, for those of you who don't know what NAS stands for. Um, you know, I myself know what NAS is just from being in the industry, but I come from a networking background myself. Uh, so storage hasn't been one of my strong suits. Uh, and the longer I'm in the industry, the, the more I find out things aren't my strong suit because <laughs> there's just so much to know about these days. So that's why we do these cool podcasts and stuff to just make sure everybody understands and knows what's out there. And uh, so, you know, to help bridge some of my own ignorance or knowledge gap, uh, Kevin, would you be so kind as to kind of maybe tell me a little bit about the history of NAS and NAS backup or, you know, just why it's important, what makes it different? Sure. Hey, again, thanks for having me today. So thankful enough that right out of school, I was connected to a company called Auspex. So Auspex Systems was founded in 1987. I had first exposure to them in 1994 while in Michigan, working for GM Truck and Bus at EDS at the time. And so the concept there is, you know, you're talking about network attached storage, you're talking about there's there's three types of, of storage. One is block, so we're familiar with you know, uh, block storage, whether it be IP-based or fiber channel or SCSI, you know, all connectivity. We also have object storage, which we talked about before in the cloud. What we're talking about today is files, network attached storage. So Auspex believed in hardware centricity. So if you wanted to add a network card, they have these different cards for different operations with CPUs, motherboards. Company came around network appliance in 1992 they believe, and still that centralized access for one machine to many for accessing them, workstations, servers, and their fabric attached storage, their FAS server in 92. Ironically enough, uh, if those that can remember, it was a one megabyte floppy and their entire operating system fit on the floppy, but it only had one function. And at that first time in the first product, it just did NFS access, so network file access, uh, storage access. So the NFS access was primarily Unix at the time. And so you talk about SunOS, and SunOS was the mainstay of Auspex. And the, some of the best engineers at Auspex left Dave Hitz, James Lau, and founded Network Appliance, or, or now NetApp. So this whole network attached storage movement, many people at the time I was exposed to it. I spent 19 years at NetApp, 
and I joined there in 1998. Many people didn't think it would work. Many people didn't hear about it. So it was evangelism. I did post-sales, pre-sales, installs, migrations. The first year, I believe, I only took a week off, and that includes Saturdays and Sundays because we were that busy. So really a movement that's turned into an industry. Now you have players that are all different kinds, everything from a QNAP, Buffalo NAS, to a you know, Dell EMC, uh, Lenovo, HPE, uh, anything else, uh, NetApp system, you know, for file storage. Very cool stuff. 1992, that's a long time ago. I mean, 19 years is a long time to be in the industry, so you definitely have some experience. I mean, I think of like 1992, that's like Michael Jordan playing basketball days. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited about basketball coming back here the next couple months? I am. It's, it's, it's this month. Yeah, it's... Uh... I have a son that graduated college uh, from Grand Valley State just here in town, and he has come back uh, in a temporary movement just to, to move back home while he's interviewing for jobs in the current world situation we have. And he's got some leads there, but we, we're, we really track the basketball world, and we've had many conversations about it. It's interesting. It, it's really a you know incubation uh, tent world for basketball. I still think we're going to see some amazing basketball, and Boy, we, we've, we've missed, you know, usually by now, this time of the year, July, you know, NBA finals are done, basketball is done, you know, we've had March Madness, you know, everything's getting reset for the upcoming year. And, and right now we're just kind of locking in and we're going to watch some, some intense games. And, you know, talk about basketball, I've been able to, during this time of the world, spend a lot of time playing basketball, uh, mainly with my one son, Andrew, who's 15. He's about 6'4", 6'5", about 215. And it, it's interesting at this time, I'm able to pass on not just knowledge about basketball, but some just some things that I learned from the coaches that I was able to play for who are in the Hall of Fame for the state of Michigan. And just very thankful for that. I, you know, I've given him just about all my moves now. He can block me anytime he wants. And uh, I only have a couple moves left I haven't shared. And uh, I think I'm about to release that. So uh, it's, been a, it's been a great time. <laughs> You're going to do a general release of some special moves, huh? <laughs> you know, I, I, spending so much time like we do in technology, uh, sometimes that's how the terms come out. My, my, my one son, uh, Aaron, who's 13, he, he's the super techie with the uh, the Windows computer and everything he does. He's like, Dad, really a software release? He's like, a general release? I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I'm way past GA code. You know, we're, we're into uh, archiving archiving mode here with my, with my skills. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like the software package or the move package you have is so outdated anyways because there's all these new things that have come out, right? But right, I well, guess one thing you can't get away from are the basics and the right, importance. My, mine still comes in CD format, so that's... <laughs> That's crazy, right? Laptops don't even have CD-ROM drives anymore. You just download everything digitally these days. <laughs> you, you asked me why is NAS important. So network attached storage being important. Between 2017 and 2023, and the NAS studies that are being done, is 300% growth. 2017 was a $15 billion market. They're targeting to be a $45 billion market for network attached storage. File sizes are growing. People are keeping their data longer. Look at YouTube in general, Instagram, anyone's at photos. You know, I uh, my iPhone is 512 gigabytes of data, half a terabyte on my phone. And then, of course, I have, you know, two terabytes in, in Apple's cloud. So 
we're just keeping files longer and longer and maturing platforms. So videos, recordings, pictures, I mentioned, but all of these are, are, are really network attached storage that you're accessing from your phone, everything we do. Very cool, yeah. Ben, do you have a network attached storage drive or anything in your house? Or do you, do you have a lot of customers that use network attached storage in their environments? Like what are some of your experiences that you're seeing? Yeah, I was thinking about that. So I, I really kind of got into it a little bit. <laughs> Well, at my first job at a, at a company in Nashville, my boss comes up and hands me a Synology NAS and just says, set it up. I need it running tomorrow. <laughs> and I, I, had never, I didn't even know what this thing was. I, I, I had no clue. I've been working on like desktops and PCs, but that was the kind of the first touch of, of NAS that I had. I think I was 20... 3 24 at the time I'm 30 now and just just they started dumping in a ton of they went to like an Isilon a bunch of Isilon systems after that that they implemented um, I started seeing that a lot of the production that they were running at that company was on NAS and just the the whereas you know traditionally you know some of my other jobs I've seen where a lot of companies they were doing block based storage the the use for cases and the demand for NAS has just gone through the roof, just like Kevin was saying. So, I've you know just in my short tenure, I've seen that demand grow, and that's why when I saw the Veeam came out, and they're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do NAS, but we're gonna do it differently. And Kevin's gonna talk about that. I was like, that's a game changer, because NAS is huge, and and the amount of data that's stored on that is just gonna explode. That's that's very good to know. So it seems like there's a huge market. I mean, especially going you know into the next couple of years, that 15 to 45 billion or the 300% growth. So if everybody is going to be putting your data on a NAS, it's important to be able to back up that data, especially because we're keeping it longer. Like you mentioned, uh, you know, uptime videos on YouTube, having multiple copies and quick restore, I think would be really important, right? So can one of you guys uh, explain how Veeam does backup? I mean, what? Like, how does it work? Yeah, so to understand how Veeam does backup, I think first you have to understand how majority of our competitors do it. There was a technology introduced in 1996 called Network Data Management Protocol. The Network Data Management Protocol believes in a full backup and not more than 10 incrementals. And whatever you backup from, so if you backup from a NetApp, you can only restore to that exact NetApp or another NetApp with the same Operating system, firmware level, SCSI level, all these other parameters. You have to have a perfect matrix. So it's also very slow. And so it, it's more methodical. And so the concept there, you, you have to know what kind of data you're working with. So since 2010, NDMP has not changed one block. So most of our competitors use this technology to back up network attached storage. So when you're thinking about this, think of 1996. So that's based on a NoSQL database file system structure that is very similar to Windows 95 Windows File Explorer. So you have to ask yourself, are you using the same cell phone? I mean, none of us are a 1996 technology. Uh, did you sync your Palm Pilot last night? Did you, uh, is your laptop made in 1996? Are you running Windows 95? So those technologies in general, then you take it one step further. So what kind of data are we talking about? Not only are we talking about files, network attached storage, but structured data, we understand what that is. Database format, 
everything's tied together. There's links, there's spreadsheets that all tie back to a central uh, a central point. But when you're talking about unstructured data, this is what our competitors have to do. So Veeam does it differently. Competitors have to picture a you walk into a graveyard of tires. So what, what's in this graveyard? There's tractor tires, motorcycle tires, bike tires, car tires. They're all made by different manufacturers. They're all fit on different sizes of the vehicle, maybe the front right, rear left. They all have different wear on them. And so everybody else, think picture the 1957, you can Google this, people that are listening, 1957 Firestone Tire, Wire, uh, Tire and Rubber Company card catalog system. And Tamir, Ben, if you've ever seen a card catalog system from the 50s, it's this huge, massive thing. And if you want to make a change or find a book or find a document, you've got to reach into the drawer and pull it out and grab something and then edit it or add it to it to find it. And every time you update something, you have to do that. So all of our competitors have to do that. We decide to do something different. So like Cisco created their file system structure in one megabyte, and they came into the world against huge sun servers and routing and packet switching and crushed it in the networking world. Very similar to network appliance and a one megabyte floppy. We wrote all our own code from scratch for network attached storage. So we, we are like a 1977 Polaroid land camera. We take a picture of those tires. Immediately we take a, a fingerprint we have a picture of them and organize them immediately. We never have to do an active full backup to new network attached storage. And we're so dramatically faster. It's about high performance. Taking this picture, access of any protocols, SMB, NFS, Windows platforms, Linux. The unique technology is called change file tracking. So you guys are familiar with change block tracking of VMware. We created change file tracking to quickly assess, we don't have to build a whole card catalog, quickly assess what's happening in the environment, take a picture, take a look at it. We know what's changed and we can actually do incrementals very, very quickly and initial backup very, very quickly. It's neatly organized, super efficient. It's actually quite amazing. I can tell you about, uh, you know, tell you about our backup test we actually did, which I, I think is really interesting. It was done by a partner. Remember, when network attached storage, it's about how many files. It's not about how much storage. So you could have, in this test, I believe it was only a couple of terabytes, but it was 2 million files. The fastest competitor, and all the competitors were lined up, the fastest competitor did it in 72 hours of full backup. We did it in four hours. In the incremental that we just look at the footprint, the fastest competitor did it in 24 hours. We did it in 15 minutes. So substantially different and just, we really call it enhanced NAS backup. Sure. That's awesome. I mean, it's like working smarter, not harder, right? Why do a full backup or a full restore when you can just take a look at the incremental and, you know, reference that snapshot and just do it a lot quicker that way. You know, it's faster time uh, back to being running and uh, selling things if you're a seller online or, you know, your database is down or a business of any sort. So um, that's really impressive. Ben, do you have any experience with any of that? Um, have you showcased any of those features or heard any uh, really cool wins from our partner community or end users that you've worked with? 
so far i've i mean because I, I came into you know into veeam you know supporting veeam before they came out with version 10 before they came out with support for nas and it was there there wasn't a lot of a support there but there was a lot of demand and you know sometimes you, you companies will come out and they're like yeah you know we threw a patch at it yeah we can support that now veeam didn't do that they they came out and and crushed it and they're like hey we're gonna not only take something that you know we could have just i guess limped along and just just gone a certain way with it but we're actually going to do something new and different and we're going to create a different process and a better process for doing nas backups uh, i i just think that's on the, the 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 creativity the ingenuity that goes into that and the the foresight to actually to forge ahead and really really uh, push the boundaries on on the way that we look at backing up nas i just uh i think that's it's just a really cool thing and I, I think the demand is there, and uh, that's just going to grow. I mean, I, I think that our partner community sees the value in that. The customers see the value in that. And I think that's a huge just selling point for Veeam. Very you know, cool. Go ahead, Kevin. You know, one of the differences, really, and, and you hit it, Ben, right there, is that it's not a bolt-on product. It's not an add-on. It's not a, you know, a, a separate product you have to manage. It appears there and you can add it. And the way we do our licensing with Veeam Universal Licensing, you know, you could have something, it's in 250 gigabyte chunks is each universal license. So let's say you have a, you want to test it. So you'd reach out to your partner and partner of Veeam will get you a license and you can go ahead and test, you know, universal license. Maybe, maybe you own nine, maybe you own 10 licenses, but you're only using nine. You could, you could test it very easily it's already enabled. You don't have to go through any big hoops to add a, a download a new product. Uh, you just have to be at version 10. So it's an entire file share, roll back to any point in time to recover or specific files and folders. And this is pretty exciting. So if if you were at, if you attended Vimon, which was June 17th and 18th, you got to see uh, Keith Urban perform in the evening. But uh, even better yet than Keith Urban is the ability in V11 which is futures, but you can check out Vmon. I know we did some press around it. Some really cool things coming up with Network Attached Storage Recovery. Very similar. We were the first company to do instant VM recovery. You might see something pretty exciting there with NAS. Very cool. Yeah. So I mean, I hope for any of our sellers that are out there listening, you guys are taking notes of how to position these different things and, you know, really find those beam opportunities and let customers know. Because at the end of the day, if we're not letting customers know that these are the cool benefits and features and how it can help their business, then we're just doing them a disservice at the end of the day by keeping this information from them. And so I guess uh, to kind of maybe put a bow on this thing and understand, uh, now that we understand how Veeam does uh, the backup, uh, do you have any details that you want to share on what it's like when recovering from Veeam uh, for a NAS backup? Yes. So to, to talk about that, Tamir, really, you know, it, I had mentioned previously an entire file share or rollback and point in time in specific files and folders. But the, the big key here is that, let, you know, malware, which is obviously prevalent right now in, in the way the world is and so many different cyber attacks very quickly in two steps, selecting a share, 
selecting a point in time. You can even do this through our Veeam Enterprise Manager, which allows you to manage one or many Veeam back replication servers. You can actually select in two steps and recover from a malware attack. And let's not forget, if you're going to actually manage all of this and, and network attached storage, wouldn't it be great if you could utilize a tool to monitor, report, and, and get alarms, and that would be Veeam 1. So Veeam 1 is deeply integrated with network attached storage. And remember, no bolt-on, it's already there. We keep track of all the storage for you. And so if you hit that threshold, you wanna do a terabyte, you're, you're as a customer or a partner to, to implement this, to actually take a look at this technology. It's like our other software. We allow uh, trials, 30, 60, 90 days, and we love for a partner to actually show it to you. I actually have it in my running in my lab. I, I was part of the beta program. And those that aren't familiar with forums.beam.com, it's actually a public forum. And people like Anton Gustav actually responds, our senior VP of engineering, will respond to customer and partner requests on that forum. Can you imagine having an open forum where Michael Dell responds or you know uh, any any other leaders of other technologies? It, it, it just doesn't happen, but it does here at Veeam. And we appreciate feedback from Arrow and other partners and customer feedback. And that drives the technology. And that, that's really what bore, you know, born this product for network attached storage and everything that's part of and everything that's coming because of customer and partner feedback. Very interesting. All solid points, Ben. Have you had any experiences recovering from Veeam or NAS backups uh, in your demos? Like, are there any points that you like to share regarding how easy it is or some of the benefits? I haven't done a specific, like, you know, recovery or backup using NAS yet, but it's the, the way that they integrated it within V10, it's it's just a simple click away just within the, the uh, application, you know, backup and replication. Um, and that's just, that's, you know, what Kevin was talking about. They didn't add any extra software. There's no other software suite that you got to install. It's just part of BNR. And that, that's just what makes it so powerful is there's a ton of technology and engineering that went into doing the, the NAS backups, but it's just for the end user, it's just a couple of clicks. You know, awesome. One of the main points I want to make sure that I'm not a miss here but that I mentioned, most of our competitors have to design certain software and hardware to mix with snapshot integration. We all know snapshot. Snapshot technology has been around since mainframe days, so it's not a, a new technology as it were for computers. But in a nomenclature that we talk about snapshots, it's that point in time look, the way the environment looked. And so our NAS backup can point to anybody's snapshot, anybody's stored snapshot, point to that and leverage that for the footprint and compare it to other footprints and fingerprints, whatever term you want to use there, that tire graveyard, that unstructured, take a look at that, compare tire graveyard pictures and go, oh, these two snapshots are telling me this. And then we utilize the performance because the NetApp, the Dell, the HPs of the world are great at doing their own snapshots and the great performance. Why don't we leverage that technology to drive the performance of NAS backup rather than trying to push it over a, a server when we can leverage that network attached storage server to actually drive performance. So anybody's snapshot, it's integrated with everybody's 
And so that, that is one of the premier things of our enhanced NAS backup that differentiates us in the industry. That's absolutely amazing. Super easy, already integrated. It's all software, no bolt-ons. Uh, um, and most importantly, if anybody's interested or curious, you can get five terabytes for free for 90 days and try it out. Um, so what are some good next steps for these folks that are listening? If they want to learn more, or get engaged, who should they call? What should they do? So remember that at Veeam, we do 100% of our business through partners. So reach out to a technology partner. Ideally, that you would you could reach out to Ben through this podcast and get connected to your local partner. We do trial licenses. So you could get some Veeam Universal licenses where you could test NAS backup. And we recommend it. We have a very high percentage of customers that become customers and repeat customers because they can test this with partners very quickly. And in the current world situation we are, we don't have to leave your house or go to an office to test Veeam technology in your infrastructure. So we make it easy. We make it very simple. It's a reliable product. It's very flexible in everything you can do. And so you can use these licenses back and forth, but we can make this readily available with a partner very quickly. It's just software. Fantastic. So selling it is super easy as well. For our partner community, for any of you who are already selling Veeam and need some further assistance, don't hesitate to reach out to Ben McGuire. Um, I believe you should have his uh, credentials by now. Um, if you've been listening, if not, I'm, I'll have him share them here again shortly. Uh, also, if you are not selling Veeam and you'd like to, uh, please don't hesitate to reach out to us here at Arrow. Uh, ben will also give the alias for that as well. And we can help you with any of that, uh, any questions you guys might have about the programmatics and you know what it takes to get started. Ben, what else can our partners do and where can they reach you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the Veeam alias is veeam at arrow.com. That's the uh, the team alias that'll go to kind of the uh, inside sales quoting team. If you know they have stuff that they don't know, that they'll reach out to me on the back end. You know, for our, our partner community, you know, due to the current situation, being able to you know most proof of concepts and and deploying Veeam, you know, might have been a face to face transaction. There is nothing wrong with with doing it totally virtual now, and that's what makes it so easy. Just because it's software, you can get a couple of virtual machines within the customer's environment. You have full feature functionality for 30 days just with a, a quick download of the software, and you can do you know run that proof of concept, get them to see the the power of Veeam, uh, and you don't ever have to leave your desk. And uh, and then that 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 will increase the the stickiness with the product but also the, the customers are going to see the value uh, as well as the ease of use. You know, there's no products. They got to shim in the environment. Nobody's got to, you know, rearrange a rack or anything. You just deploy it with the current infrastructure, get up and running. Um, so that's definitely something to take advantage of. And, you know, if you have any questions about the deployment, sizing, anything like that. Um, just a quick note on Veeam's uh, partner portal, there is a new sizing calculator and that it provides some guidelines there. If you have any questions about that tool, please feel to reach out. You know, one more thing about the, the partner portal. I'm glad you brought that up, Ben. So I also did a global NAS webinar, which is available in the NAS section in the propartner.veeam.com. And you can actually see the webinar I did. It was about a 30-minute webinar where I talk about deep dive and actually show screenshots of what we talked about 
today. So if you want to dive a little deeper into that, and you can download the slides as well as see the video. Awesome. Those are some really, really cool resources for our partner community. Uh, really good strategy to get sticky, especially in times where the face-to-face -face is kind of limited. And furthermore, if you guys want to hear that awesome voice that Kevin has, uh, go watch his webinars where he deep dives more into NAS, uh, especially since he came from a NAS world and this guy knows what he's talking about. So again, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. It's fun uh, hearing about your family and you know your guys' uh, athletic adventures that you guys have. <laughs> uh, keep that ticker in shape and I hope we all keep losing some weight instead of gaining it during these, these times. Uh, ben, always uh, fun chatting with you, my friend, and uh, looking forward to seeing you again shortly. And other than that, thank you for listening to another episode of Aero Bandwidth. I've been your host, Small Rasic. See you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. To contact us on Twitter, use hashtag Aero Bandwidth, and we'll see you next week.